Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. I did this interview with Miha in Boston. This was before her show. We met at her hotel room first time I met her. So she blew up on the scene through Skrillex. He jumped on to her set on in Bonnaroo in 2014. And since then, she's been heavily affiliated with Ausla. She's been DJing for a really long time in phoenix arizona where she's from she met ghastly a long ago before that as well so we talk about how she got into the industry even her fashion line she launched made by miha fashion line that's based out of la and really great interview i love this one screenshot on your phones on instagram tag me sidewalk talk show and i'll be sure to reshare just want to grow this podcast hope you guys enjoy this one love you guys what does your clothing line say about you as a creative and where does your design inspiration come from um i think my clothing line literally just represents like who I am like when I wanted to make clothes I just wanted to make things that I would wear like on a day-to-day basis but make them more high-end um but I'm also trying to do like more elaborate pieces Uh, I think Rick Owens is probably a big Mm -hmm. inspiration for me and you so you said before you want to do more swimwear and like other types of clothing have you thought about branching out more yeah well originally like the first things that I wanted to do Mm -hmm. or I want to do is kind of just do like basics like a basic line of things that I would wear every day like a really well-made, fitted, like, t-shirt, leggings, uh, thigh-high socks, mm-hmm. uh, stuff like that. But then I also have to think about my male demographic, too. So <laughs> so now I'm trying to, like, branch out and figure out what to do with that. But I, I have a bunch of ideas and, like, just cool concepts that I'm working towards. Yeah, it's like, why is it important for you to constantly innovate as a musician and innovate as a human? I think they go hand-in-hand. Hand. Um... I mean, it's always important to be innovative, and I feel like myself, I'm constantly changing. So that comes really naturally for me. But, I mean, it's just important to evolve and always stay true to yourself, but Mm -hmm. always be, like, thinking about, like, okay, how do I get to the next level? So what did um, your parents play around the house when you were growing up? Punk rock and Metallica, and I took my dad to a System of a Down concert for Father's Day when I was, like, (laughs) 10 or something. Yeah. That was really cool. It's like Mars Volta, System of a Down. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they're definitely into like rock and roll, punk rock. Um, they still listen to punk rock like uh, during the holidays. That's usually all that plays in my mom's house. Do they sure. play instruments also or? No, um, they don't play instruments, but my um, my uncle and my grandpa are both drummers. Oh, so And so their entire lives are spent like touring and drumming in like metal bands. Wow. So you were like on, like in music like since you were born because of your yeah, like, parents and everything. Yeah, definitely. Like I originally like I had to pick an extracurricular activity mm-hmm. and... I did softball for one season when I was six, yeah. and I sprang my pinky. And I was like, fuck that, I'm out of sports, I hate sports. I was like, put me in something else. So I did choir, and I did. Um, I was singing in the Phoenix Girls Chorus for mm-hmm. like nine years. So it was like through your school that you got into choir, or like your No, family? it was, um, I was seven years old, and we had to like audition to like figure out like what level of the choir you're going to get into. Oh. And clearly when you're seven, like that's the lowest level anyways. <laughs> So I, there's like five different choirs, and I kind of works my way up from there. And you also did musical theater and stuff? Or? A little bit. I did speech and debate. Okay. But speech and debate is like basically acting, mm-hmm. 
and then I didn't really do the debate part. I was always very interesting to watch though. <laughs> so you're, were you always like into acting? I had to pick another extracurricular activity, oh, yeah. like joining high school, and so that's like kind of what I chose. But, I mean, the speech and debate world is very in line with the theater world, mm -hmm. where they were doing like singing and acting at the same time. So, I, was, I mean, that's kind of what I was always into, but I was trying yeah. to like, be different. <laughs> <laughs> so you were listening, you listened to like Michelle Branch, Avril Lavigne, Regina Spector when you were younger. Like, how Where did, did you find that information? Google. Amazing. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it's all correct. <laughs> so how did you transition into more DJ Hixie and like Pendulum and stuff? Um... I mean, that's, I mean, that stuff like Avril Lavigne, Michelle Branch, Regina, like, that's what I was into when I was probably in middle school, mm -hmm. um, along with, like, I went through this whole metal phase, but I think when I got to high school was when I first heard this song called Raver's Fantasy, just this very basic, like, rave track, and I heard it, and I was so inspired by it, I was like, oh my god, this is, What's like... What's your friend, should it's you, or how did you... Yeah, I think it was, yeah. like, on my friend's MySpace page or something, mm -hmm. and I just heard it, and I knew that, like, she was going to raise, and I was like, what is this world about? Because it seemed very underground, very punk rock. Yeah. And so I listened to that track, and I was like, oh my god, this is, this is amazing, and so then I kept figuring out, like, what other types of music was in the same realm as that, and at the time, in Phoenix, was, like, happy hardcore. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of where I started. I went to those shows, and I was... Definitely way too young to be going to them, but a couple of years later I started throwing shows and just delved deeper. Before you listen to like classical music, do you still like listen to it a lot now? Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, classical music's always been something that I've... I have so much, like half my vinyl collection, I separate it into categories and it's classical yeah. and not classical. Oh wow. And the not classical is like half house music and then half just like... <laughs> Radiohead yeah. and like Dark Side and like random stuff like that. Does it classical music, does it inspire your like... Uh, the music you make, or is it kind of what you listen to for fun, and then music you make, or do you see it like, ever like crossing into and like it's been yeah, it's been crossing a lot. Like I've been making some new original records that I haven't put out yet. I'm still trying to figure out exactly mm -hmm. what to do with them, um, but a lot of it's definitely inspired by classical music with That's like the cool. strings and yeah. everything. Wow, your favorite movies are Eternal um, Sunshine of Spotless Mind, Science of Sleep, I Origins. Yes. What about them that you love about them? I love that all of those movies have a very, like, a much deeper context than the main plotline. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I just like movies that are kind of weird and, like, really make you think about things in a different light than you normally wouldn't. Yeah. Um, all very, like, realistic fiction, but mm -hmm. at the same time, like, relatable. So tell us about your childhood growing up in Phoenix. I grew up in the suburbs in, like, a very mm -hmm. safe neighborhood and went to um, kind of a pretentious high school. Mm -hmm. Definitely never fit in in high school. Mm -hmm. um, I actually got kicked out of high school my sophomore year. <laughs> that was like pretty bad. I had to go to alternative school for a year and mm -hmm. then could have finished, but my mom made me go back to high school so I could like walk. Mm -hmm. um, so my childhood was kind of weird. I was definitely a rebellious kid. I was, I'm the oldest um, by eight years in my oh, family. Wow. How many are you? Um, I have a, a stepbrother and a half sister, but both mm -hmm. of them I consider like yeah. totally family to me. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think I was very rebellious. My mom was very concerned about me <laughs> for a while, but she's not anymore. It's cool. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I kind of had a hard time through high school. Just didn't really fit in mm -hmm. at all, but it's cool. Where I made friends like in the rave scene. So at this point, oh, like yeah. I had like this whole other group of friends that were like from all across the Phoenix Valley. So it wasn't like necessarily my yeah. area. Were they always like 
supportive about like you being in the rave scene like transition DJ no. where they're like always like no, no, wa- no, no, like no, no, watching no. you and like scared or not at all they're actually very opposed to it I remember the the day that I graduated high school mm-hmm. I had been planning on throwing this party called Yoshi's Island for probably six months it was like the first show that I ever threw on my own ended up being very successful like great turnout oh, wow. made nice. so much money for like oh at God. the time when I was like I don't even know like what 10 grand is mm-hmm. you know like was really cool, but they were not supportive. And on that day of my graduation, my mom called my phone. And this was like a week before the party, right? Yeah. And in Phoenix, in the rave scene, uh, we would do info lines. Mm-hmm. That's how you get the information. So young Miha thought it was a smart idea to make my phone number the info line. And so like all week I kept answering her phone calls really fast, so she never got to my voicemail. Yeah. And then I missed a call. And it got to my voicemail, and it was like, Yoshi's Island Rave, like, this is all the information. Oh my God. And she, like, texted me, and she's like, what the fuck, you're throwing, <laughs> like, a rave now? And she was not happy on my graduation day. But, I mean, at that point, I was, like, already 18. Yeah. I was like, listen, I'm going to do this. But how she's super th- cool now. Yeah, how do you think you, like, on your journey, like, proved to her, like, this is, like, my career, and, like, this is what I do, and, like, just trust me. Like, was there, like, a turning point, like, memory? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think originally I was going to college and I was DJing like as a hobby. Mm-hmm. And then I got offered to DJ at the Sheraton Hotel twice a week. Mm-hmm. And honestly, DJing at that hotel was yeah. paying more than any day job that I had. Yeah. And so she was like, okay, I get it. Like, you'll take less classes, you'll DJ, it's fine. But then I told her, Mom, I'm going to drop out and be a DJ full time. Because that's just, it was making more yeah. sense to, like, keep working at the Sheraton. Yeah. And they were just like, oh, God, like, shake my head, you know. And then um, on my 22nd birthday, mm-hmm. um, I was throwing this, like, weekly party in Phoenix. Yeah. And I invited her out. And she was supportive. She wanted to come out, like, for my birthday oh, and, like, see me great. DJ at yeah. some, like, shitty, like, I mean, it's not shitty. It's an amazing club. <laughs> Very divey, though. Mm-hmm. Um, and she came out and... This like group of people were also there, and it turns out they were the they were like some burners from Bonnaroo, mm-hmm. um, or burners from Burning Man, and then yeah. they were like throwing this like stage at Bonnaroo. Yeah. And this is a week later, and they came up to my mom and like my business partner at the time. They're like, "Yeah, we want to bring her to Bonnaroo oh, with us next okay, week." Okay, so that's how you start. Yeah. And she was so concerned. <laughs> she was just like, "Oh God, like d- take care of my daughter." But that was really cool because that was ended up being the experience like that. I got to go to Bonnaroo and then Sunny ended up coming on my stage and kind of like jump-started my entire yeah. career. So I think at that point she was like, oh, okay, I get it now. Oh, yeah, from the Bonnaroo was like... Yeah. Oh, sick. So how have you grown as a person like musically and then like personally? I've definitely become a lot more open mm-hmm. to new types of music. When I first started DJing, I was pretty much playing like disco and house and that was mm-hmm. kind of like what I was set on but after touring like this past year and like mm-hmm. working with other artists and everything it's really opened my mind to different types of music meeting different people um I'm kind of introverted I mean mm-hmm. I'm like half and half I'm a Gemini so I'm weird <laughs> but it's definitely made me more comfortable Mm-hmm. Um, meeting other people and just being more open to like my environments and taking it all in. Yeah, and um, what would you tell your younger self when you first started music? Now that you've like gone like done so much, if you could, I would tell myself. Hmm, that's a good question. <laughs> I would tell myself to stop caring so much. Mm-hmm. Cause the more you care, like 
the more you like build this wall, you know? Yeah. But the second you stop caring when you're making music especially, that's when shit really happens. Relaxes you, yeah. It's because like you can if you just don't care and you just do things, like things will happen, you know? Mm -hmm. But if you like think about it too much and you concentrate like on one particular thing, you're totally ignoring like fifty other like elements, you know? Yeah. So I think just like stop caring and just be free when you're making music. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Thank you. Cool. No problem. <laughs>